Would I be okay with walking away from what God called me to do? Would I have peace with that? And right now in this season, I wouldn't. Like I, I just wouldn't, regardless of what my flesh may feel. Welcome back to Life with Gains podcast. I am Emmanuel. And I'm Esther. So we start every episode um, with the best thing I've heard this week. Emmanuel. <laughs> I took too long to pause. What's the best thing you've heard this week? Um, This week, I'd probably have to say at the boys... Um, graduation uh yesterday or whatever day that was um when that parent came up and shared um how our boy was excited and determined to be number one um to say a blessing over Mm -hmm. um her daughter for her birthday um so just hearing um his desire to speak life into somebody else um, and hearing how that uh, not only impacted the daughter, but also the mother um, in that moment. So that was the best thing I heard this week. Um, and the backdrop with that is whenever a student at their school, at the school that they're um, at for two days out of the week has a birthday, the kids get in a circle and each child um, speaks a blessing over the birthday person. Um, and I've sat in on it twice and it's just really sweet. And then the teachers also participate and they pray over the child. So I love hearing how each child encourages the birthday person. Yeah. Yep. So Esther, what's the best thing you've heard this week? Oh, just one. It's it's up to you, as long as it's not two 10-minute best thing I heard. Okay, so one is a lot. So one is our baby boy's voice. I don't know. When he wakes up with those dreamy eyes and he's like, Mommy, and he just like rubs my skin and hugs me. Uh, yes. I love it. Because <laughs> so, it's just so very, like, fresh, you know? Mm. And so I love his voice. I love every time he calls my name. Um, and then, two, the ladies in our C group met this week. And we hung out at... Um, Stayed out all night. We did. <laughs> we hung out for, like, three hours. Exactly. On a school night. Okay. And I find it funny <laughs> that all the husbands text at like the same time. So I'm like, y'all okay? <laughs> y'all good? <laughs> the last text I got was that you were leaving the place that y'all was at. Yeah. And then it's like an hour later <laughs> and I ain't heard nothing. You ain't pulled up in the driveway. So I'm like, um. Well, that's my good thing. That's my best thing I heard. It was just really good, authentic raw conversations in order to encourage each other in the faith yeah. and um between the laughs and the like sighs and the 
confession, it was just so needed. Very needed. So, yes, best thing I've heard this week. Cool. Well, I'm going to turn it over to you um, to intro the topic for tonight. Okay. Today. Yeah, I mean, well, it is tonight. A couple of weeks ago, I posted a picture of three of our four, three of our four arrows or kids. And um, the caption read something along the lines of, if you would have asked me about being a homeschool mom in college, I would have laughed at you. I would have said, that is a role that is beneath me. Those moms... Yeah, right. They don't, that's not, that's not a real job. That's not a real thing. Um, just being a stay at home mom and then homeschooling, that wasn't even on my radar because I was going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so, so I got a lot of responses via like comments and DMs related to that post because it's not, it's not just me. And so we wanted to hop on here and kind of talk about um, a couple of things between homeschooling, um, but also just thinking about how the things that we may despise are the very things that are needed to grow us. Um, and growth could be in the form of crashing our ego in terms of humility. So just wanted to talk about that on um this evening. Cool. So first question I have for you. Um, so we talked about how you were, um, you went to school for teaching, became a middle school English teacher or language arts. Is there a difference? Is there it, like a, <laughs> they, it's an appropriate like, title? It's just language arts in middle school. Okay. You were a language arts teacher. Um, and then we had our second child and decided that uh, that you would come home. And that led to you becoming not only a stay-at-home mom, but a homeschool mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what was like the hardest part of that transition? Um, I mean, because you went to school to teach, got student loans and all, became a teacher, and then what less than five years in it was no more yeah yeah so what was the hardest part about that transition um i think in that moment the hardest part was oh my gosh everybody's except for you was on my insurance (laughs) so it was like i was scared i was worried Um, I'm not contributing to our finances. Um, and then the reality that I would be solely responsible for the education of our kids. (laughs) Like, that's what, like in that moment, that's what I'm thinking. Um, and that's scary because I mean, in elementary school, you do have your your main teacher, you have your TA or your teacher's assistant, and then they might have like an art teacher or PE, like all these other people in their yeah. lives. Whereas homeschooling, it's you. Well, that's the 
That's the initial thought. It's just you. You have to teach them how to read, how to write, how to do math. Like this is all on you. If they don't know how to do it, you screwed up. Like, <laughs> yeah. So even with that, um, because like there was like we made a conscious decision to homeschool because we mm-hmm. could have easily put them into public school. Oh yeah. Um. So because I know you were the kind of the main pusher or driver of homeschool um, because that wasn't my background didn't know anybody that was homeschooled Um, and so at the time I think I was okay with uh, sending them into public school but like what why homeschool Uh, I think um, I felt a when it was a it was a suggestion that have was presented to me um as related to like spiritual upbringing mm. like being able to teach them in the word and because that was something that was a part of my life but through private school and now seeing it as a means where we could do it and not be a financial strain. I think that is what made it initially attractive. And it still is attractive. Um, and then homeschooling, I think, I mean, another reason why it was just, we have black boys. And being a middle school teacher and doing internships from elementary, middle school, all the way to high school and learning the system of education in America, I already knew what the path looked like in the public school system. Mm -hmm. And so whether at that point, even if I wasn't a believer, homeschooling looked attractive because it was like, well, wait a minute. They already start tracking at like second and third grade. By the time they come to seventh grade, we already have their file. Seventh grade, eighth grade, they already split, they already send them on these tracks. So, like, I knew, I had this knowledge, basically. But I think at the time, the biggest conviction and the biggest thing for homeschooling was, like, spiritual legacy. Like, we had an opportunity to pour into our boys um, something that they wouldn't get in public school. And they could get in private school, but wouldn't it be amazing if we could do it ourselves? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause kind of looking back in retrospect, like it was, um, like I, I don't feel like we had like a frame of reference, especially no. for us. Cause black boys being homeschooled, like it just wasn't something I had heard of and didn't even see until, you know, within the last few years. Mm. Um, and so just, the um, like you said, the ability that we were able to do it um, was attractive. Um, definitely appreciate uh, the liberty that we have to teach them um, kind of how God is involved in every subject, whether it's mm-hmm. science, math, whatever. Um, so yes, yeah, so I did like that aspect of it. Um, I, mean, I think it's interesting too, like ne- although neither one of us had encountered homeschooling or knew about homeschooling, 
the option. We're in a state, thankfully, where it's it's a a, a mm, what's the word non stressful situation or non stressful option, um, because otherwise I don't think I would have been able to handle all of the things that come with homeschooling on top of what homeschooling is. And then seeing how... What do you mean, like paperwork stuff? Or, yeah, like uh, as our state, it's it's not difficult. Other states, I've heard of moms having to do so much. And I'm like, oh, mm-mm. I, that's a lot with four kids, <laughs> with uh, one kid. Um, but then I was watching or I was reading this one statistic that said from 1999 to, to 2012, the National Center for Education Statistics recorded that the number of homeschooled children more than doubled from 850,000 to 1.8 million. And this is just within three years, 1999. I'm sorry, no, that's within almost... 13 years. 13 years, over a decade. And so it's just, and I've seen articles and I've seen how, where we live in our state and the Bible Belt, it's not just a religious thing. Like not just Christian families are doing it, but there are specific secular groups who are homeschooling. Um, when I look for homeschool groups, it'll say secular homeschool group or secular worldview group or whatever the case may be. So this is not just something that's been concentrated to only believers, but a lot of parents are seeing, hey, homeschooling is an option and we want to do this because of X, Y, Z and we're going to do it. Um, So I find that interesting. And I don't know how, I mean, I know everybody can't do it, Mm. nor should everybody. So kind of going back to... um when you're talking about like just the challenge of transitioning from teaching to homeschool. Um, So we talked about kind of how it was, I don't want to say easy, but it made it easier to accept because we saw the benefit Mm -hmm. of it. So I know at different points, like you've had feelings of regret, feelings of like just- I'm horrible. No, I mean, not even like with like the teaching side of it, but just with um, the reality that I am at home all day with my kids Mm. when like a lot of my peers are Mm -hmm. at work or, you know, at teaching or whatever. Um, So like, what was it like? when you would have those moments where you would, I don't know if it was comparison or regret or yeah. yeah. So like, can you talk through maybe some of that? You asking like good questions, babe. I'm trying. That's why I took a (laughs) sip of wine before we started. Help me think. Oh gosh. Um, Hmm. I think in those moments I went back to my why. Why did we decide to homeschool? And although it was difficult and although there were tears and although like there were days I just blew it off. Like I was just like, y'all are on your own. Um, Going back to my why kind of settled me. Like it made the, the ashes from the 
explosion settle and I and the dust cleared and I can remember like wait my foundation is this no matter anything else like the foundation of our homeschool is that we want to build and sustain a spiritual legacy that glorifies God through these boys in these boys and once I got that in my head it was like that's a part of counting up the cost like I have a teaching degree um I have the ability I could have the ability to teach I have the option to but at the same time how does that compare to what I feel and know God has called us to do. Like, would I be okay with walking away from what God called me to do? Would I have peace with that? And right now in this season, I wouldn't. Like, I I just wouldn't, regardless of what my flesh may feel and think at times, um, I wouldn't. And I mean, those moments, like, I feel like those moments never cease. Like, I always have one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I always have a moment where I'm like, oh. I could be teaching or I could be counseling. Like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something with this teaching degree. And at the same time, I feel like God's like, you're doing it. Like, what if that season was just for me to give you knowledge so that you could do it here? And then maybe later go back. But right now, this is what it is. So, I don't know. I have many conversations to have with God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I know, like, there have been times where... um, like you've made comments or you've shared um, certain things with me um, regarding the regret. And like, I think especially um, in seasons where either the boys are extremely frustrating um, mm-hmm. or the kids are extremely frustrating at home or um, like things get tight financially mm-hmm. Um, like I'll often hear some version of regret for like letting your teaching license expire or, um, trying to scramble to find, um, another source of income or job or something. Um, so it's good to hear that, um, one that you're having those many conversations with God, um, so it's not just you venting and not doing anything about it. Um, but two, that in those conversations with God, um, that you're being reminded of the why, um, that helps to sustain you in those seasons. Um, so I think, I don't think it matters. Um, like I think that's applicable for anybody in any, realm of life doing what God has called them to do. Mm-hmm. Like there's always a temptation to look over the fence or look back and say, you know, things may have been different if I would have done this or things could be different if I veer off and try mm-hmm. this versus just staying the course in what God has called you to do. Um, so yeah, that was a good point. And I think too, we talked about this last night when I left teaching, it was a very clear sign it was time for me to go. Um, many people retired that year. Many people transferred. Many people just left. And it was almost like I was like, okay, Esther's like 20-some people out. We, <laughs> like, it was just that year was so like, what in the world is going on? Um, 
And I remember just mentally, I was overwhelmed. I was grieved at the fact that I could not connect and teach with my kids because there was so much on the administrative side to keep up with. Um, so much paperwork, quote unquote. And I was like, God, I just want to teach. I want to have fun. Like, I want to stretch their brains and not feel stressed about meeting every single, um, what do we call them? See, I, I don't, I'm like, my brain is gone, but every single goal for that day. And I mean, I know that it's purposeful and I know that it, it shows accountability or it's good for accountability and all of those things. But just in that season, and as I hear now, like there's so much that you have to fight for to teach, just teach your kids to engage your kids that when I did leave, I did feel relieved. Like I, I remember like, like when I was leaving my classroom, just this burden off my shoulders. And I know that it impacted our marriage as well. Mm -hmm. And so, although I was going into this new season of homeschooling, although I was leaving, first of all, this season of teaching and where I got a degree in, this is something I dreamed of since I was in third grade. Um, when I left, considering the circumstances, like I wasn't, it was okay. Um, and sometimes I, that comes to mind when I think about, oh my gosh, why am I homeschooling? Da, da, da. And I'm like, wait, do I want to go back to that stress in our marriage? And now we have four kids and I don't, I can't. Yeah. There was definitely a, you were a different person when you were teaching. <laughs> um, Albeit, I think for at least two thirds of the time you were teaching, you were pregnant, so that may have something to do with it. Mm, um, but those yeah, are rough you were, years. yeah, you were a different person uh, when you were teaching with all the grading and paperwork and stuff. Um, yeah, it was rough. But I feel like maybe homeschooling—the very thing in college that I was like stay-at-home mom and homeschool, boy, bye. Maybe the very thing that I that was beneath me was needed to humble me, to show me, Esther, you need to focus on your marriage. You need to focus on your husband. You need to focus on your firstborn. Like, it was almost like a way of escape, homeschooling was, staying so at home. you feel like it did that? I do. I think... It took away a major stress in my life and it put me in a position to be wholly dependent upon God and finances in a way that we had never been before. Mm -hmm. um, and to look at your work when you go to work and when you come home to like really see you and to really see our firstborn because that's a part of our story. Like, our firstborn was a daddy's kid because I was I was like, no, I got to work. I got a great paper. It's like he clung to you because you nurtured him better than I did. I mean, that's what I believe. Um, and because teaching was that big of an impact in my life. And I feel like homeschooling was a way for me to just 
Woo, Esther, you need to repent. You need to reconcile. You need to focus and work on these things at home first. So the very thing I like was like, uh uh-uh. God was like, oh, yeah, let's go. Come on. (laughs) That's, yeah, I think that's interesting um, to hear that. Well, one, kind of big picture, embracing God's plan, it allows you to see things you didn't see before. Mm -hmm. Like you were just kind of moving, hustling, trying to survive with teaching but kind of shifting over to God's plan, it gave you space to see you, to see your family and all of that. It really made me appreciate you more because I think it wasn't until I came home that I realized how much you were doing to accommodate me and work um, with her oldness. Like it, I was just like, oh my gosh, my husband's amazing. And I mean, I see that now and I think I'm learning to appreciate it more so as we've had more kids. Um, But yeah, I realized like I was the role that I was playing and the way that I was acting when I was teaching versus homeschooling. It was a stressor in your life on top of like a part of our sexual intimacy story. (laughs) Like I was like, oh, God, we should have. We should have been separated. Mm. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Not divorced, but, but if you just look at just facts and how I was just focused on my career and you were focused on your career, but you were also nurturing and you were also feeding, you were also cleaning and you were also accommodating, like... I mean... I don't I don't see it as that. Like I see it as one, I mean, this was all within the first three years, three, four years of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, we're still learning how to be husband, husband wife. wife, mother, father. Um but at the same time, like understanding seasons. Um mm. and so like I understood that during the school year, like it's a different animal versus during the summer. Be an animal? (laughs) No, the (laughs) idea of (laughs) you being a teacher in the public school system during the school year, like that is a, it's a different animal. Like it's a different beast to tackle. And so I know there was, I knew there was a lot more on you um, Mm. to carry. Um, And so I would, I mean, as the leader, I'm called to pick up the slack. So, I mean, I think I still do that or try to do that to this day. Like, I knew you were exhausted. So, if at the time, if I could help grade papers or at least write them in the book, because mm-hmm. I would just give everybody an A. Um, <laughs> like, no, yeah, babe, like, you're going to check mine. Is- <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a couple of kids that need to thank me because I helped y'all pass. Um <laughs> But no, like, yeah, so just the idea of um, being willing to just step in and help where needed. Um, so I don't see it as an additional burden because um, I think it still happens today. I mean, mm-hmm, definitely homeschool has exhausted you by the time I get off work and you just need to go check out. And like I 
step in and do what needs to be done. So I don't think it's a, um, I mean, it helped to see it in retrospect, Mm. but I mean, that's life. Like there are seasons where we help. Um, Yeah, I get that. I think I was just, for me personally, I saw my selfishness a lot more when I came out of my job. Gotcha. And so I needed, I need to homeschool. So is there anything else um, that has helped you kind of along this journey? Um, Because we talked about remembering the why and having these conversations with God. Um, But like, has there been anything, uh, I don't want to say tangible, because I feel like having those conversations and remembering the why, those are tangible things. But Mm -hmm. like, is there anything else that helped to journey through these seasons? of embracing God's will? Um, Well, one scripture that I often go to is Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9. And... um, Do, 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 Deuteronomy. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want to sing songs? (laughs) Yeah. That's cute. Um, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. It's Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. And that just reminds me of why we homeschool. And those moments of frustration, like my why is that this is my spiritual responsibility. This is our, because you're the principal. Um, This is our spiritual responsibility is to talk of the things of the Lord and what he's done when they rise throughout the day as we're taking walks outside um, as we're going to different places for field trips like this is it Um, other things that have helped is a book called Teaching from Rest by Sarah McKenzie it's more she has like more of a Charlotte Mason teaching style who is that? it's a it's it's another it? it's another podcast. That's what that is. Uh, <laughs> it's there's different t- styles of teaching. Okay. Um and Charlotte Mason is one. And so that's kind of her style, but that book was so freeing for me because coming from a teacher environment where there is do this, do that this way to yield this result, plan this way, all of, like structure. It really helped me to lose control and to trust in the sovereignty of God with, yes, structure, but not control. Like, um, just the whip in the hand, which I'm still like, I feel like I need to reread that book this summer, but it was such a freeing book and it was so necessary. Um, another one was Family Driven Faith by Vadi Bakum. That was one of our books from our top 10 episodes. Mm. And he, really goes through and explains why he and his family 
chose to homeschool their kids um, and why he believes that's important. And with all, with every author that you read or any podcast that you listen to, there's not going to be things that you agree with. You may agree with things like 85, 90% and that's okay. And that's kind of how I am with both of those resources. But the 90% or the 85 that they give me when applied, they work. Um, it was beneficial. Um, other tangible things, just wisdom have been that I am not solely responsible for my kids' educational experience. Um, I have utilized my sister one semester. She taught an art class and to, for my son. So I would drop him off at, um, her place. I paid her like, I don't know, money, money, <laughs> uh, which she didn't really ask for. And she taught him different aspects of art because that's her degree. Um, we have utilized co-ops classes where they have taught like chemistry and they've had PE and um, Spanish. Spanish. Yes. Um, just so many. There's different opportunities that, yes, you may have to pay for, Um some you don't like we've done like stuff in the museum where they've done like science lessons for free in the science lab and so getting out of the mindset that only you are their teacher is freeing as well they could have shop class with their papa like anything is possible um i feel like that's a a quote-unquote tangible thing is that what you're saying Mm -hmm. um and then looking at it like year by year that's our thing right yeah. Knowing that, okay, like last year. Wait, we, wait, before you, yeah. before you go there, um, with the books and yes. um, it was something else I wanted to say. Um, My sister? No. Co-ops? Um, so regarding the book, um, yeah. the teaching from rest. Yes. Um, I remember, uh, I remember seeing the book and then I remember starting to see the fruit of it. Um, Mm. And it was, it caught me off guard initially um, because in my head, when I think of homeschool, I think of kids sitting at a table being taught, little whiteboard, um, whatever. And more and more, I guess, as you were reading this book and kind of embracing some of it, I think it was from the book, like seeing the boys all over the house doing homework, sitting under the table, standing, <laughs> kneeling in the living room, laying on their bed, doing their work, like whatever. Um, like it was cool to see, initially hard to embrace, mm-hmm. but um, I saw the balance um, of the fact that you seem less stressful. Mm-hmm. The boys seem more engaged in their work um, because, I mean, you. I think you've helped me to understand, like, it's hard to sit down and teach boys, um, like, just sit down, don't move, no fidgeting, yeah. all of that. Um, so, like, embracing ways to teach them um, that they're still able to learn, you're still able to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um so it was good to see that that growth along this journey um, and kind of tying it to this theme of 
embracing God's will, um, like just seeing how the more that you embraced and continue to embrace um, this homeschool journey, um, he's giving you and equipping you with what you need to make it happen, to do it, mm. whether it's books, whether it's people, whether it's scripture, um, like he's putting all this stuff in place. Um, so I just think that's neat to see how God is providing everything as you continue to yield. Mm. And it gets it gets hard when you try to push back and, and want to go and say, no, God, I want to do it my way. It gets so. sinful. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> dark <laughs> yeah so I just, I just thought that was interesting um that's really encouraging though yep i need to go back and read that book yeah i don't remember what my other point was so um um yeah with another tangible thing that has helped is us having conversations about it every year and looking at the facts of our family, um, seeing where I am, how is my mental, emotional health, um, where are our finances, um, what is working or not working with each child, understanding like their learning style. So us having those conversations has helped because I understand that I'm not in this by myself, that I do have a support system and that you are... Um, intentional about, you know, this being us and not a me thing. Um, because I know when I was pregnant with Anaya, we, we did our schedule. We said, hey, we're going to do our Christmas break later, like whenever she's here. So we just did, we took one day off of school. It was Christmas, Christmas mm-hmm. day. And then we were right back on it and then had our, winter break um but then after we had anaya we had another conversation i was like babe i mentally can't deal with all four and prayed and fasted and had the opportunity to find a grant scholarship whatever and a school for two days um he's gonna gonna skip past all the uh distressing and closed doors before we got to the grant and the school that we ended up at because initially like it didn't exist uh, oh, when we first yes. started looking it was not on the list nope. and I had been and looking for like a, two years yeah like we had been so we had totally forgot about that yeah we kind of accepted the fact that once our daughter was born that homeschooling full time was just not feasible um, and so we had started looking well I'd say Esther started looking because <laughs> I didn't know what to look for. Um, <laughs> Esther started looking and nothing nothing was working. Couldn't find anything. Um, and then I don't know what switched or what happened, but at some point, like, the Lord just kind of opened the doors and said, walk this way. And mm. the grant came in. The school was added to the list. Um, we actually liked the school. Right. Um, because we <laughs> went oh, to a few I different went schools, one, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, nah, I, I ain't sending my kids there. Nope. Oh, it was rough, y'all. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That 
And the and the good thing about the grant was like I kept hearing it on the radio, and I was like, "This is just one of those." Um, <laughs> we just want your information. You ain't, we ain't gonna give you nothing. <laughs> the Holy Spirit was like, "I said, if you don't get on that computer and look this up," and it was so legit. And I was like, right on the deadline, like right there. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, so looking, having those conversations, understanding the season of that school year. Um, and yeah, going back to that, why and trusting like God, if this is what you want us to do, you will provide. You have to, um, cause this is what you've spoken and your word doesn't come back to you void. Hmm. What? Yeah. I mean, just grateful. Mm. Like every step of this journey, like the Lord has been there he's guided he's provided he's given peace he's given people mm-hmm. resources like whatever it is in whatever season like we found ourselves in like he's given us what we need um and in that moment yeah and so i think that's just a a good reminder um even going forward like as we uh, we've kind of already made a decision what we're going to do for next year um, but going forward, it's like, what will it look like? And whatever it looks like, if we can continue to trust God the way that we have struggled to, and at times <laughs> right. haven't been obedient, tried to do things our way, all of that, um, to trust. but like that limping obedience, like if we can do that, then I mean, God will provide the same way that He's always done it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if nothing else, this conversation has encouraged me just to remember like the faithfulness of our God as we yield to his will is, yeah, it's easy to get off track and kind of want to do things your own way or think you are somehow more wise than God, <sighs> but or to make decisions without, consulting him the sovereign god who knows everything who knows what's going to happen in 2020 (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah so this is good and i think this conversation encouraged me it reminded me to go back to my why more often um like i almost feel like i need to put that up somewhere I need to put that verse up in the house and just create a space or create somewhere in the house. It's just a reminder of like, this is why we do this. This is not, We don't do this for the culture. We don't do this for the fad or we don't do this um, because of fear, because that is honestly something that I've struggled with within the last few years is like, oh yeah, I'm homeschooling because I can't trust society with my black sons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and it's so easy to say that and feel like that's a legitimate, uh, reason to do it. And I mean, for some people yeah. it may be, and that's totally okay. Um, but for us, like, I mean, like you said, like our driving core is like, we want to be able to instill in them a biblical heritage mm-hmm. and God said so. Like, right. So regardless if 
culture is failing. The school system that we're in is failing. Like we're not doing it because of those things. Like, cause if God said, you know, next year he's like, stop homeschooling. Don't homeschool anymore. Send them into this school. Like we have to let go. Like we can't Ooh, hold Jesus. on to right. those cultural things. We can't hold on to, uh, the failing or subpar school system. What we know. Yeah. Like we have to embrace and accept what God is saying. And I don't think it would be that easy to accept, but I would hope that I would be humble enough to trust God. I think he would provide the peace at some point. At some point. Yeah. (laughs) I think it would take a while. Yeah. So I, I totally agree. Cause I feel, man, that was good, babe. Like, uh, that's our, uh, when everything else is shaking, that is the, there's a scientific term for it. I don't know, but that is. Holy ghost. <laughs> it's that line that is consistent and doesn't move. Even though everything else is going up and down. Um, Cause when you really think about it, like if we know this is the will of God for us in this season, all of those other things will be addressed in our training at home. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he will give us character training. Um, he will give us how to teach the boys, whatever that may aid in cultural training, if that makes sense. Um, Cause that's always been our thing. Like we want our kids to be believers in black, not black and believers. So looking at it in that order and trusting that like God made them black for a reason. <laughs> it wasn't like a, Oh yeah, you're black, you're white, you're Asian. No, it was for a reason. Like, and so when we go back to that, he will show us why Yeah, he will show them. Isha. <laughs> <laughs> shaking your head. Because <laughs> ah, it ain't it's not always easy oh, embracing yeah. God's will. Um, I mean, because, yeah, it ain't easy, especially in today's culture. Um, I mean, after watching When They See Us, and I'm still re-watching the Khalif Browder story, like it's, yeah, I mean, it the safe thing would be to say, all right, we're just going to keep them homeschool. Um, like forgetting God's ultimate plan and his mm-hmm. purpose. Um, and I mean, the whole two aiming three arrows, like that we got arrows in a quiver, but they can't stay in a quiver forever. They said at exactly. some point, you got to pull back, stretch them and let them go. Um, so right now we are in the pulling back and doing our best to aim them Godward and trusting him with the wind and the force mm-hmm. needed and all of that good stuff. So we are two aiming for arrows. You got it now? What you mean? Who got it? Me? <laughs> it's two aiming, not one aiming. It's two aiming. I never said one. No. You can delete that. Sorry. (laughs) No, we're going to leave that in there so the people can see how you attack me. But you know how I used to be like, babe, I want you to comment on my Instagram. You'd be like, okay. 
It took like five years. <laughs> hey, but we got a good blog post out of it somewhere. Uh, all right. Any final words? I think it's all been said. If not, it's okay. All right. So cool. Um, be sure to subscribe to look, our hey, podcast. Look, okay. E says this all the time. You say, you tell the people, hey, listen, subscribe. This is Esther asking you, can I say pleading? I don't know. I don't want to say pleading, but I am politely asking you guys, if you listen to us on iTunes podcast, just press that button, subscribe, so that you can automatically automatically get our um our new episodes every week when we post them and then when you subscribe scroll down just a little bit just a little bit and you see those stars we just need you to press the one that's all the way to the right that's that's the fifth star (laughs) and honestly if you don't want to press star number five press whatever you want Um, not whatever you want okay we're giving y'all good content we that are. we believe is deserving of five stars. You know what, So if babe? you're going to push the star, push the one all the way to the right. Five stars. You know what? You're right. If you got something bad to say, just send us a DM and we'll address <laughs> it in DMs. We will have a conversation. So, yes, please, you guys. Um, this is so that when people um, look for Life With Gains or they search for Life With Gains anywhere, it's easily accessible Due to the number of subscriptions, it's just the way that the system works. Um, so if you guys could do that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Share the podcast with somebody. Yes. Share the post with somebody. Like when we post these uh, on Tuesday, just go use whatever little app you use to, what is it called? Repost. Repost, your little repost app. Repost the little snippet from the episode or encourage your friends to listen. Encourage your spouse to listen. Um, throw it in your Instagram stories yeah throw it in your Instagram stories let the people know that you listen to us that's all I got <laughs> no it's not alright follow us on Instagram <laughs> at life with gains podcast um, you can follow me at life with underscore Emmanuel and you can follow me at two aiming for arrows and on that note I'm Esther And I'm Emmanuel. Join us next time as together we shuffle through this crazy life with with games. games. You like my remix on that? Switched it up on you. No, you confused me. I had to (laughs) on the spot remember what you (laughs) said. Bye. Bye.